Hello and welcome to Say Something Interesting and follow a podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church in Richmond, Washington. My name is Brent and with me is my friend Megan. Hello. And it is starting to feel like spring out there. No, it's only and February we 7th. are with you and thanks for tuning in. However you're listening to this and uh, yeah, whatever you're doing. Yeah. How was your weekend, Megan? It was pretty great. Yeah? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was a lot. I... <laughs> Yeah, I binge watched a show that like got released on Friday. It was you know, and that was uh, Sweet Magnolias. It's a very cheesy rom com. Up through, isn't there already? Is there a movie on that? What is that? Mm, well, I guess it was a book. A show, a book. It's a show. They just they had their first season. They did the first season and they released it like right around when, like March twenty twenty. Okay, so right when everyone was like getting on the lockdown. And then they couldn't film a second season for a really long time because of COVID. And so they finally got were able to film and then they released um, season two on Friday. So I had a friend come over and we watched a couple of the first of the episodes on Friday. Um, and one of the things they do in the show is it's like about these three friends and they have margarita nights. And so they like drink margaritas and, you know support each other and do life together so we drank margaritas i bet you did yeah yeah (laughs) makes sense tis the season yeah so that's that was fun tis the season tis the season is it or it's always the season for margaritas yeah usually it's may right yeah (laughs) whatever tis the season always the season Um, good. I went, I, uh, took Grayson and went skiing for the very first time. Ooh. So we went up with uh, some friends to white pass, just mm-hmm. me and me and him and, uh, got to experience him going up on the, uh, uh so if you, are you a skier? Do you ski? No, but I am a little familiar with white pass. Okay. So. Beautiful drive. Like yeah. probably the best drive My, uh, ever. I mean, it's unbelievable in wintertime. It's yeah. so My grandpa crazy. helped develop like, I don't know, four or five of the runs. Oh, really? There. Yeah. That's awesome. So. Um, and uh, then, uh, you know, s- watching him go up, they call it the magic carpet ride or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, little yeah. Mm-hmm. bunny slopes or whatever. And him having, like, having watched it one time on TV or something like that, <laughs> thinking, I know what to do. I just I just tuck my knees in and I just bomb it. And yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, you want to stop. Like, that's kind of like the most important thing. <laughs> so he gets off at the top. And I just decide I'm gonna just let him. I'm just gonna let him bomb it the first time yeah, uh-huh. and go. And he does goes all just straight down, flying on this. There's only like a hundred yards, but flying <laughs> down this thing and then just completely wipes out. And that you know kind of trains him. Yeah. I need to learn how to stop. So then we spent the rest of the time learning how to stop. We moved up to the second bunny hill because they have two of those. Uh-huh. One's a little bit longer than the first one. Yeah. And then we finally went on the on the nickel, which is like uh, or triple, I think is what it is, like a smaller. You know, yeah. but it's a but it's a real lift. Like, yeah. Yeah. They come around. You got to time it. You got to mm-hmm. get on it. And he did awesome getting up on there. Good. Uh, Do you ski? I, I ski. Okay. Uh, that is a very loose, loose, <laughs> loose definition of the word ski. <laughs> Don't want to give you the wrong impression. Um, I uh, was totally fine being like, well, I mean, I would go up on the on the tough ones with you, Sam, but I probably need to stay with Grayson. For the day as I get my feet under me. It's been three years, I think. Uh, okay. So one of those things. Yeah. Um, so we stuck on those. And then eventually he got so good at those. I'm like, hey, bud, let's go up on the big on the big lift. It, they call it yeah. the Great White, right? Because okay, yeah. it goes way the freak up there. Mm-hmm. And as we're going up, I'm telling you, Megan, I don't know if you've ever been up there. No. There is one section. I feel like you're just going straight up vertical. <laughs> and you're looking beneath you and you're going, I don't think people actually ski this part. <laughs> like... Where is this going? It was kind of foggy, so it's yeah. just taking us into the fog. 
and I could see I, Grayson's eyes getting bigger and, yeah. and mine getting bigger too. Just going like, oh my gosh, guys, this are is we going to be able to get this down? Is be <laughs> tough. And uh, that one was rough for him. So yeah. you know, we finally hit our lid, and we realized, okay, we probably this is not. So at one point, he he falls down, and then is trying to get back up, but can't get back up. So I go down to help him, you know, because his poles and his skis mm-hmm. just fly everywhere. Yeah. And he he stands up and then just latches onto me. Oh no! And then we both go sliding down about thirty feet and start to pick up some speed. And I'm like, "This is not, not ending good. well." No. I'm I'm yelling at him. He's sorry, Dad. I ruined you. I just hold on to you. Um, you have to let go. Yeah. And then I'll tell you this much: there is not much more humbling in life than as a grown adult trying to stand up on skis. <laughs> It is one of the most humbling experiences ever because there is no graceful way to do that. If there is, I don't have the muscular or skeleton to be able to pull that off because it was a battle every time. And uh, so that was uh, that was definitely tough, but it was a lot of fun. Well, that's good. You definitely get done and you're like, those muscles have not worked that, 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 and that kind of activity in mm-hmm. a long time. So you're pretty sore, but... Uh, yeah. It was good. It was a good lot of fun. Father-son bonding. Yeah, like. exactly. And then London went up with some friends for a birthday party thing this weekend. So she nice. got to go too. And t- it's uh, tis the season for <laughs> margaritas and skiing. <laughs> I, I think guess. we just found our know. title. There you go. <laughs> yes. That's it. We should just wrap it up now. We're, we're good to go. Um, real quick, Coach's Corner too. Coach okay. update. You ready for this one? Yep. Uh, did you ask me about this already? No. No. Okay. I, can't. I told somebody. Was it me? Somebody in the lobby said, you know, how's, how's I heard, I've been listening to the podcast. How's the coaches yeah, thing going? It wasn't me. I wait until now. Speaking of a very humbling experience, <laughs> we finally met a team that <laughs> actually plays basketball. I am so happy yeah. right now. <laughs> they had... They had like this kid with a mullet, like it was, like a mullet superpower. <laughs> he was really good. Um, and then I'm telling you, if those were third or fourth graders, that is insane. I almost demanded to see birth certificates because there was a couple of kids on that team. I thought they were coaches, and then they went out on the field or court, I should say. And uh, so we we definitely lost. It was not a great, and it was picture day too. So that's oh. just you know add added into the mix all the kind of stuff. It was it was a rough go. So we're two and one. That's that's respectable. Two and one, and but honestly, you're whatever. you're they don't keep score. Uh, well, we do because immediately Brent after the first subs, score. the kids do. I can hear him talking behind me on the bench. It's five zero, five zero. Now they don't know it's two and three points. They just do the one point. Yeah, just one okay, point per okay, basket. Okay. So we're working on that. <laughs> uh, we need to work on some screens. Are you, we got still, a lot of stuff. are you still working on pivoting? Pivoting. They do lot. They do lots of pivoting. Yeah, well, those kids. The other team travels a ton too. I almost wanted to yell that out. Like, whoa, whoa, careful there, fella. She started calling him too after I, oh, I, really? I made a big scene. Yeah, <laughs> the ref. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I don't even know how to defend that. He's just yeah. walking wherever he wants to go. Like, <laughs> it's okay, Grayson. There's no way to defend that if they want to play like that. So, no, just, I didn't say that. But not you out loud. definitely anyway. thought that not, in Not out loud. Head. I didn't say it. But uh, Yeah. And then uh, Sunday, we continued with uh, part two of our uh, series, Live No Lies, and uh, walked into some Ephesians and some Galatians talk from Paul, talking about the flesh and the second deceit that is at enemies with our soul, we said that there's a common, like a an old ancient sort of 
thought about the enemies of our soul, the devil, the, the flesh, and the world, uh, and those being kind of these uh, difficult sort of ideas or deceptive ideas followed by disordered delusions and, and you know, our, our desires, uh, and then unquestioned assumptions in the world that we live in. We just don't even realize that we're we're there anymore, and, and we just don't even know what we believe, and that's when we find ourselves living lies, and it's kind of like this downward spiral sort of piece. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. And I showed a clip from, mm -hmm. uh, Stephen Colbert, which, uh, was awesome. That was not a part of, like when I left here Thursday with most of my message written, um, I didn't see that until like Saturday sometime. Cause I think it might've been Friday night show mm -hmm. and, uh, but it was just too good to not sort yeah. of squeeze in there. He's and, so smart and like yeah. thoughtful and. Like eloquent with his words. Yeah, which is hilarious. Cause did you ever watch Colbert Report? Um, I like clips and stuff. Yeah, but he was it was like complete satire. He was a total character. But you so. never. He was so good at the yeah. satire because he was so smart. You're like even when he transitioned to be like I'm gonna do a late night show. Everybody was like, I, so what was this? Like yeah. <laughs> and who are you yeah. really? Like mm -hmm. we don't know who you are. Yeah. We know you're not what you portray to be, but we don't really know Stephen Colbert, right? Yeah. Um, and I've watched a few things before where he'll come out before his show and do Q and a with the crowd as kind of a prep to kind of get him up and going for the time. And a couple of those have kind of made it out into the, the world in terms of, you know, filming and, and you're right. Very eloquent, very mm -hmm. well, well spoken, um, uh, religious, but not like oppressive religious and yeah. like really smart with all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, he took some, you know, it's funny, it comes out and every, like, like anything, you're you it there's a certain crowd that find that watches it and thinks yeah. that's awesome what a great verbalization of um spirituality yeah and then there's a side that goes well not very full gospel right not yeah. didn't didn't really talk about jesus crucifixion or you know what you know what I mean? like anytime <laughs> uh, anything and yeah. this is on both sides of the political aisle like yeah. please everyone is guilty of the hypocrisy in this something comes out and some people are like i really like that well i mean yeah, if you're into that sort of thing, right? Yeah. Or, you know, mm -hmm. you're just like, oh, my gosh. So Yeah, I know. And, like, why like. can't we just let him speak his truth in that moment? So, like, he was trying to explain to Dua Lipa, like, how that <laughs> impacts his life. Yeah. Like, of I course, he's not going to agree with everyone. It's, like, so personal. It's such a personal part of yeah. himself. I don't he's think explaining he's got it. the time to go into atonement theories. And No. <laughs> Nor does he want to. Like, Correct. he's trying to, like, how she asked him how... Um, his faith like impacts his comedy and how that like plays together and how that works. And so he did a really great job of explaining that. And yeah. it's like for himself, this is how my faith impacts how I do comedy and how I look at comedy and how I look at why comedy is important. And just that like combo of like adding hope and adding like joy to suffering and that like connectedness of like love and suffering and joy and hope what a fantastic and way for him to figure out how his vocation like plays into being important because there's a sense in which if you're in if your whole job is comedy there is a futility to humor and like hey the world is going through some really big things right now do we really have time for comedy? And like good comedians go, yes, always. Like there is a sense in which if we can't laugh about it or if we can't laugh in the face of death or danger or fear, then what are we, right? We're just yeah. subjecting ourselves to like the futility of, of life. Yeah. Like it's okay. I know it, I know it's not, it's not necessarily right to like 
like there is a time and a place for laughter, right? Like at somebody's funeral isn't the time to be like cracking I, jokes from the front. But but maybe it is, Sometimes, right? Like yes, I like, get it. Like, I like who who are you celebrating? Who are you talking about? Who are you mourning? Like all of those feelings and memories and emotions are all intertwined. Why are we so bent on compartmentalizing our emotions? Like mourning and like sorrow are so interlinked with joy and love and all of those things that I don't think that like you absolutely should make jokes at a funeral. You absolutely should be laughing at times and crying and like doing all of those things that you do in normal life with the person that you loved who's now gone. Yeah. So I don't know if there's authenticity. There, yeah, right? for sure. The problem with with uh, uh, the art of comedy sometimes is it's so performative, and it's so look at me, look at me, look at me, and uh, that they that um, I think it can come across as hey man, like this is kind of a serious moment, you know, like you're yeah, trying to for like, sure, for sure. Because <laughs> you're making this about you. It's supposed to be about <laughs> Carl here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that can be the hard part. But I I thought his stuff on him trying to figure out like. Uh, you know, this is what I feel called to do. I'm really good at making people laugh. I think laughter is a key component and a healthy, uh, holistic view of, of you know, reality and life and our mentalities and all that kind of stuff. And so I can see my piece in the big picture fitting in. Anytime people can do that in life in general, and it doesn't have to be in the, in the area of comedy. It can be an area of, I don't care what it is that you do. Figure out your vocation. Find out why it matters. Don't fall into the trap that thinks, uh, only religious jobs matter. Like it, that's just baloney and it's bullcrap. And Martin Luther talked about that 500 years ago, right? Get mm-hmm. off that. Uh, um, uh, being a, a pastor, being a th- theologian is it's probably easier to kind of make the transition to find our vocation or it's easier on paper to figure it out. But whether you're a teacher, a salesman, a doctor, uh, you know, whatever you can figure it out. There is, there is a way to be like, what am I doing in my different role to bring a little bit of heaven on earth in the people that I love and the people that I rub shoulders with. Uh, it's easy to do it as a teacher yep. too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have immediate payback on some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, but it is harder in some other vocations mm-hmm. to be like, I don't understand what I do, why it would it all matter. And I, I would guess that uh, there have been some comedians who have thought that, right? I mean, they spend their whole life doing this comedy and they go, <laughs> what do I have to show for this? I'm on the road all the time. I got nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you can kind of make that tie in, then it's probably a healthy piece. Yeah, for so, sure. Did you feel like I, I showed the clip to Kylie and um, and then I saw some other people comment about it later on. Did you feel like it was a setup? Did you feel like because I know that they run mm. through those shows beforehand, right? Yeah. So it, it was almost he was so good off the cuff that either he just is genuinely smart and has quotes from English poets, that guy that yeah. she, he uh-huh. quoted and like clo- quoted the poem was that was brilliant and yeah. timely. Or did that go through rehearsal and another form of that show up again? And this time he's a little bit more prepared to do that. I don't know. I know. I I fully believe that Stephen Colbert has um, quotes from English poets memorized that he can just pull out of his head at any time. Sure. I fully believe that that is something that he would be able to do, particularly about something as important as his faith, because I don't think that's the first time he's been asked a question like that. And so even if it wasn't rehearsed, yeah, like I think he has an answer for when he gets asked those kinds of questions because he's pretty open about the fact that he does have a faith and it's an important part of his life. Um, and so, and not a lot of comedians are open about that anyway, um, or have a faith at all. 
Um, and so I don't think he, that's the first time he's been asked that. I don't know that. I don't know if he knew Dua Lipa was going to ask him about it or not, but I mean, yeah. it's possible. I think you're right, too. I think I don't think it was planned, but I do think that he has a box of answers or directions that I know I can go to mm-hmm. uh, when those kind of questions come up. Because I'm sure if you're doing Q&A with the crowd four times a week for however many weeks a year that he's doing it, mm-hmm. you know, you, fr- you probably do get asked multiple questions and have funny retorts that come out and quips and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I mean, like, even with teaching, right, you have lines for certain situations. You Like, sure. de- over time, you develop, like, little lines for certain situations. Like, like you're, like, get asked weird things all the time, and you're like, oh, that was weird, and then you get asked it again, you're like, maybe not as weird as I thought it was. Like, and so you kind of develop little lines that you sure. can pull out and use to, that are easy and that sound good and that are, like, will move the progress along and stuff. In a so. few weeks, you're going to hear a message from my friend Jeremy, who filmed one for us. Um, and he is notorious for that and I, and I love him for it. He's always got quick, funny, witty responses and they're deep and they're like, you thought of this before, but how did you know I was going to ask you this question? (laughs) Like, it's almost like you got a script beforehand and we're able to like write out is what would be the funniest response to this. Yeah. And, uh, and, but I just think that he, um, he has a good recollection and a Mm -hmm. little bit of a a memory that thinks like in that way and, and can be like. Um, you know, whatever. Well, and once you've been doing something for a while, it's not the first time. It's likely not the first time yeah. you've been asked that question. No. One of my favorite ones is anytime we were sitting at uh, like a dinner table or we would go out to eat or something like that and your foot accidentally kicks the foot from the person in front of you across from uh-huh. you or whatever. And his response would always be just quickly. Now it's not funny anymore, but it was funny so for so long. But just like, I'm joking if you are. And you're just yeah. like, that's hilarious, man. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. But anyways. Yep. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you – I didn't even ask you yet. What oh, would okay. you Would you watch and listen? Because you watched it late, right? <laughs> actually, I actually got to watch oh, it on Sunday morning. Megan. So I missed like day. the very first little bit, but I watched the rest of it. Good for in you. Service. It was pretty exciting. That is exciting. Um, it was an exciting day, which is good because the live stream was a little weird. I so. heard, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. If you were listening to this online and we're like, yeah, I'd love to see that. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, I, anyway, while I was watching, I think the thing that stood out to me was your final verse from Galatians. Um, the very last line of it was, um, we have far more interesting things to do. Yeah. Um, and that one kind of stood out to me of like, why are we so obsessed with our internal desires and these things of the flesh that we think we need and we want, and you have so many more important things to be focused on. Of like, like, are you loving people well? Are you working towards bringing Christ like into this world? Are you bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth? Like you have so many more important things to be worrying about than yourself and your selfish desires and these lies that you're believing and that you're telling yourself. And um, like, I don't know, that one stuck out to me. Yeah. And the desires too, right? Uh, Deceitful desires of maybe perhaps in the realm of um, things that are going to be consuming my attention and my time, but really aren't just like the best use of your time. Like there's a way in which it's not sinful, but it's like, it's not sinful. Like go do what you want to do. But is that really the, is that really how you want to spend your life? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like (laughs) you could do that. Sure. You want the biggest collection of toothpicks ever. Like go for it, man. But like, (laughs) why? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> That's part of it. Yeah. 
So that was the one that stood out to me the most. Good. Uh, yeah. Anything else? Oh, you made a funny joke at the beginning when you were talking about the Woody Allen Mia Farrow like example that you used, um, and about like uh, unintended like learning. Man, I don't remember. It was first service. Maybe it was like, oh, maybe you didn't know that, and I just taught you, and now that's the only thing you're going to learn from today or something. I don't remember I don't this. Remember, never mind. I don't maybe think that I was in my notes. Weird. No, I don't think it was. But oh, okay. I mean, the situation was, but, and I was thinking, um, I, on Thursday, no, on Friday, I um, put like a meme up on one of my slides at school and it had Scrat on it, who's the little like squirrel rat thing from Ice Age. And I was like, it's Scrat on Friday. Blah, blah, blah. And my fifth hour was like, that thing has a name? <laughs> they hadn't seen Ice Age? No, they'd seen it. They just didn't know oh, okay, got it, that got the it. like squirrel rat had, had had a name. And then I was like, that's the only thing I'm going to teach you today, isn't it? Like, <laughs> They're going to go home today. What you yeah. today? I was like, that's the most impactful you thing you're going to learn today. Has a yeah. name? <laughs> that's funny. Funny, funny. Uh, All right. Well, next week we uh, conclude our series. We'd love to have you back for that. We do it at 8.30 and 10 o'clock in person, 10 o'clock online at eastlaketricities.com or download the app and you can do it, uh, access it via the live stream. Uh, and now we are going to talk about our something interesting that we found, read, or experienced this week. Megan, I open, so that means that you go first. Yes. Um, so I learned about a, an ancient society in middle America this past week. Um, it is... They call it Cahokia. They don't know what the ancient peoples actually called it, but it is in the, like, St. Louis area right around the Mississippi River. Um, and it was, like, a big, the Mississippian people in the, like, oh, when was it? Um, like, 1050 to 1350 CE, which I don't know what CE stands for. But um, back when, like, early peoples common of era America. Common era. Okay. Yeah. Is that... So before Common Era, after Common Era. Got it. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it was like a big city. It was like a metropolis. Um, it had like 14,000 to 18,000 people. Um, it covered a really big area. And one of the things that this people group did, um, and obviously like it was centered there because of the Mississippi River um, and it was really fertile and um, easy to travel and move things out of. But it was like a big, you know, like, we think of European cities as being this advanced and having this society, but there were those in the Americas as well, and not just like the Aztec or the Mayan, but there was some in North America as well. Um, and they, one of their things that they did is they built like burial mounds, these like huge burial mounds. And they're actually still not as many as they originally were, but there are still some in the St. Louis area hmm. that you can see and look at. Um, some got taken down or some have been eroded because they're earthen mounds um, and some were taken down for like the dirt um, before people were um, conscious of like preserving that kind of stuff. Um, but now a lot of a couple of them are like state parks or like uh, have visitor centers and things like that um, around the St. Louis area. And I thought it was really interesting because I didn't really realize there was a big city like that in america yeah no i mean so i've always heard if you want to go see something old you got to go across the pond right and go yeah. see it because there's really uh there was that's where all yeah. the old stuff was and it wasn't around it wasn't a big city for very long because um there were a couple like uh climate shifts that there was like one climate shift that caused the city to really 
get bigger because they had enough rain to have like the corn and then there was another slight climate shift and they weren't getting quite as much rain. And so um, it wasn't around for quite as long as some of the other cities, which is probably why, but it was like a big hmm. modern for that time city um, that they lived in. So yeah, Cahokia. Cahokia. C-A-H-O-K-I-A. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, mine has to do with the uh, the big game happening this weekend. Oh yeah, the Super Bowl. Have you? Well, we're not supposed to say that. Oh, we don't sorry. have the rights to it. Oh, I have apologize. you noticed that, that everybody oh, yeah. everybody who's not an official sponsor of it has called the big game the big game. Yeah, the big game we're watching this weekend. Anyways, we can call it Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, the Super Bowl is happening this Sunday. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are taking on the Rams. Woo-hoo, go Bengals! And uh, <laughs> lots of fun games. People are playing squares. They're playing okay. pick uh, props. Lots of different prop things. How long is this national anthem going to go? Is it going to oh, be entertainers? Like prop bets. Uh, prop bets. And one of the uh, prop things has to do with commercials this year that I've seen happening. Uh, and it will be, do you think, it, you know, it, it was kind of interesting. I've never seen this one before. But um, do, is a GoDaddy commercial going to come before a Ford commercial? Or is a, a crypto commercial going to come before a Allstate commercial? Why do or people whatever? bet on this kind It's of crazy. Stuff. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but did you know it's on NBC? NBC yeah, has the that. Olympics and yep. the Super Bowl. I knew that. They've so, been promoing both of them quite heavily. They have. It's so. been pretty wild to see uh, how that happens. And I, I, was, I wondered how they got the rights to it. I did not realize until I did a little research this week that because NBC, uh, CBS, and Fox all have deals with the NFL, mm-hmm. so like some of the NFC games are on CBS, some yeah. of the AFC are on on Fox, and then mm-hmm. NBC gets the Sunday night game of the week. Um, they rotate yeah. who gets the Super Bowl each that. year, and ABC will join that mix in 2026. Each of them pay two billion dollars for mackerel. their current uh, <laughs> access to all of these different things, which is wild. Uh, and NBC has already sold over their Super Bowl ads with 30-second spots, selling for a record $7 million for 30 seconds on television. Car and tech companies are among the biggest spenders, while crypto companies are expected to advertise for the very first time. Wow. And I've heard that there's going to be quite a few different cryptos as they try and break through the market and become the market share leader in terms of, like, you know, I don't know, trading or doing mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it'll be an interesting uh, year for that. Let's yeah. We'll see if they're funny. Do you watch the commercials? Or you, I mean, uh, sometimes, yeah. Are they as entertaining as the game itself for you? Or are they? Um, yeah, about equal, I would say. It depends. Yeah. Uh, they used to uh, have them come out early. And I, I, I think that that kind of ruined it a little bit. Like uh-huh. everybody would watch them early and then be like, oh, I don't have to watch them during the game. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad I haven't seen too many come out mm-hmm. too early now. So I'm excited. to. I just want to enjoy the whole thing. The only problem is. In that kind of a scenario, there's never a great time to go to the bathroom. No. Uh, or go get food. Yeah. And so you just I usually like... go during the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, uh, and it's it'll be streaming this year ooh. on NBC's Peacock, Peacock app. Okay, so if you're yeah. looking for mm-hmm. uh, – yeah, and they're doing a bunch of stuff with the uh, – um, what is it called? The Olympics. <laughs> Olympics right now. And what's really cool, I have they did the so last... we have Peacock right now, okay, because uh, they do they host Premier League stuff, so okay. European soccer, and that's I love that. That's like my second favorite sport. So um, because of that, we already own it, and what they have done is you can go and say I want to watch snowboarding and I want to watch this instead of just like the other night I turned the TV on just to the channel mm-hmm. NBC and it was like I don't know figure skating dancing something like that. I'm yeah. like I want to see was ice dancing. 
I guess. I don't know. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty fun. But I had just <laughs> taken Grayson skiing, and I wanted to show him like the ski jumps. Well, and a lot of the skiing stuff. stuff was postponed because they had some crazy wind. Yes, but, yes, but yeah. they did have some snowboarding stuff mm-hmm. uh, last night and everything else. So it's it's pretty cool to like go on demand for that. Yeah, and be like that. This is what I want to see, and then get yeah. on demand. So, anyways, check yeah. it out. They did that last summer with the Summer Olympics as well. In Tokyo. Oh, did they? Okay, yeah. I didn't. I don't think we had Peacock at that time. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right, that'll do it for uh, this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Uh, we are launching a bunch of our groups. Woo-woo. Our uh, couples group met last night. We had our dual group meet last Wednesday. Uh, there's all kinds of different ones that are happening mm-hmm. over the next couple of weeks for the very first time. So it's still not too late. Go to the website though. You are like the clock is ticking, and I would hate for you to miss <laughs> the first one because a lot of them are limited in both size and length and how many times they yep. meet. Uh-huh. So if you go to eastlaketricities.com slash marketplace, you should be able to find one that fits your fancy. And uh, <laughs> I think that'll do it. Yeah. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.